This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at MJMuenos.com. This is Going Ultra. I'm talking about Ultraman Regulos, Episode 3. I liked Episode 1. I disliked Episode 2 because I felt like there was a little too much repetition and not a good flow to things. This episode, Episode 3, however, was very good. Uh, I thought it was very exciting. I liked learning about Foros and his brother... Uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, even though I wrote it down, but I don't have my notes with me. <laughs> Golly. But the rivalry between these two brothers of the Cosmo Beast style is interesting. We learn about the fact that Cosmo Beasts have their own personality, because they're these sentient beings who these people can commune with. And I would imagine that a Cosmo Beast can lend its power to multiple people, and that they are powerful enough to do that, to grant access to their ability or power or whatever to various people. And apparently, uh, according to Spica, which I believe, the dragon and tiger are opposed to one another for whatever reason, and it happens that these brothers, Foros and... Oh, man, it's going to bug me that I don't know his name. I'm going to put it in the show notes, <laughs> just in case you didn't know it or catch it either. But anyway, uh, but they're opposed to each other because they have different personalities, but they're so similar in so many ways, and Master Lude likes that, and he laughs about that when he comes and sees, uh, you know, this secret training site where, um, I guess Dragon Bro has been training Regulos, and that was really fun. Uh, we also got a little bit of development with Diaz, where he specifically asks Spica what the most powerful Cosmo Beast is, uh, and he learns it at the bowl, and it, I would bet he wants to uh, get the power of the bull Cosmo Beast. And I find it inter interesting that he has horns, and uh, so does Master Lude, basically. And, you know, obviously a buffalo or a... Is it buffalo or bull? Whatever. Would have horns, and, uh, you know, he's going to want that. So that's kind of a cool, like, nod to his character design that he's got those horns and he's going to go after that, plus the fact that it makes him look a little devilish, and his name is Diaz, which sounds a little, I don't know, diabolical, you could say. Um... Although it actually sounds a little bit like the word deus for God in, what is that, Latin? Um, and, uh, you know, other Latin-based languages. So that's kind of interesting. So maybe he's uh, going to be a bad guy with a god complex who wants to rule and control and stuff. I, I don't quite know who he is, but uh, I'm getting those hints. But, yeah, the the little snippets of the training, basically the training montage and fighting and sparring that we got to see was really cool. I love that Foros notices the dragon stance that Regulus is taking, and he immediately stops him in the fight. Uh, I also appreciate that Dragon Bro is telling Regulus that he has to control his emotions as well. And it sounds as if Foros maybe kicked him out because he couldn't control his emotions, but then again, Spica says that he was lazy, and that's why he got kicked out or is no longer part of the, you know, Cosmo Beast training dojo, whatever you want to call it. So it's a little confusing as to the specifics, but the dynamic and the vibe of it is really cool, and it was very well conveyed. I instantly know, okay, these guys are brothers. They're, um, you know, equal but opposite. They have this rivalry with each other. They have never been able to beat each other. Um, it's something that Alude likes, probably because they push each other to be better, and there's, like, a, a, something really solid and something really good about that. Uh, from the trailers... It looks like, and this is, I guess, minor spoilers, Regulus is going to become master of both the dragon and the tiger uh, 
Cosmo Beast Spirits. I don't know if that means, again, I'm hoping that a t you know Cosmo Beast is such a grand entity that it can grant its power to multiple people so that like, the brothers don't have to die or lose their ability or something like that. Although if it is tied to one person at a time, it would make it, you know, so that Diaz maybe might want to say, oh, this old man tied to the Cosmo Beast, he can't even fully use his powers anymore, so he doesn't need it. I'll take it, and I'll fight, and I'll whatever, and it'll be like something that pushes him towards becoming corrupted and evil because he has that ambition, and he doesn't check that ambition. He doesn't wait till it's his time to ascend or to uh, have that communion with the Cosmo Beast. But then at the end... Um, uh, we get this cool, it was a little bit too repetitious, but it was also cool, uh, where Regulus is in the cave and he's meditating and he's contemplating everything that's going on as he's trying to commune with Cosmo Beast spirits. And I don't know if he was trying to like touch on all of them, but then we have the symbol of the tiger and the dragon on either side of him. And, uh, I don't know if they're both like drawn to him or, uh, or, or if that's, you know, what he's thinking of, if he's like in a dilemma trying to figure out which way he wants to go. Um, but I thought it was interesting. And I, again, I like that, um, dragon brother is not like evil or a real rogue. He just, he's a little different. And Alude calls him free spirited and Foros is like by the book, uh, which is another fun, uh, sibling <laughs> dynamic. So that was cool to see. So yeah, I, you know, the action in this was good. You know, well, we hit the crazy torture scene where, uh, I guess it was Astra getting tortured by, uh, Vulcan and that was intense like it was very intense i you know there's a war and there's an invasion and destruction of a planet but i was gonna say this is more or less light fair and then you've got a torture scene which is kind of crazy kind of out of nowhere so that was interesting uh anyway um this episode was short again it was another about 10 minute runtime but i didn't mind uh because the way it was you know the way they chose to cut this section out of it or whatever it worked so I don't know if they're doing it scene by scene or how the planning of this was done and if it's like a 90 or 100 minute thing and then they decided to chop it up or or what. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like this a lot better. I hope that the next segments are more similar to this as far as how they're, they tell more of their own own kind of like standalone. Like it's almost like a little episode, right? I mean, obviously it's published as an episode, but it's, it tells its own little story from beginning, middle, to end in this section, and that was really good. Maybe that's why I was so unsatisfied with the part from episode two because it was almost more like a, you know, recap and preview of what was to come without really giving us. It was this like interstitial stuff that you probably could have cut anyway. Like you, yeah, you maybe could have cut it. So anyway, um, yeah, I like that. So check out uh, the rest of my Ultraman coverage of all the rest of Going Ultra, which you can find on mjmunios.com. There's archives of stuff from Going Ultra from way back in the day, including SSSS.Gridman and SSSS.Denazanon, and my original coverage of Ultraman Z, and a little bit of uh, Ultraman Trigger. Those are in like the, the Ghost Archive, and the official archive, the audio feed that you wanted to uh, subscribe to, um, has just uh, Regulos and the Zet dub from 2023, and it'll have... Blazar, or yeah, Blazar as well. So you can look forward to that. That'll be my uh, current coverage. And then I think after Blazar's done, I'm going to go ahead and upload the rest of the back catalog to uh, Going Ultra, uh, to the new audio feed for it, um, because that's going to be a better way to do it and a better way to keep it going uh, into the future. So um, yeah, you can look at the whole back catalog of everything I have there. You can find it through the show notes. Um, 
Yeah, you can find it through the show notes. It'll be specifically, it'll take you to mjmunis.com and it'll take you to this current iteration of Going Ultra, but then you can look around and or search for it and you can find all the old Going Ultra stuff, the vintage stuff. So that's that's uh, that's going to be good because those were good shows that I covered. And uh, you can find my Ultraman-inspired children's story as well in the show notes. There's a link to it. You can read that. It's called Ava and the Growbug. And I have other books that are based on tokusatsu characters or franchises that I'm making children's books out of. And I think they're very cool. And I'm going to be sharing those with you as soon as they're all done and, um, you know, available for you to check out and buy and uh, maybe even help me with a campaign and crowdfunding, getting them uh, illustrated and such. So anyway, uh, you can check all that stuff out at mgwinners.com as well as all my other work. And uh, I've relaunched writer tiers. So check that out also on the website and that's it folks. I hope you are well. Until next time, this is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.